I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. You're her first experience of femaleness. And that's why I think the the time and time again, I hear moms who are just like, I just don't, I just don't understand why she's doing X. And a lot of my clients, they end up reaching a point where it's sort of like, hmm, this is going on with her at this age. What was going on with me at, at that age, at that point in time? And it just ends up becoming this this fodder for, oh, okay, now I can understand better what's going on. Generally speaking, a lot of the 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 tumult that can happen uh, is because moms haven't paused to mm-hmm. consider their behavior and what that's all about. And so they end up just replaying stuff unintentionally. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Michelle Deering. She is a psychologist. She's a sought-after Speaker, she's the best selling author of the book What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters Five Keys to Building Trust, Restoring Connection, and Strengthening Relationships. She is an online educator, she's a consultant, and she's the founder and CEO of Curative Connections, which is a consulting company offering mother daughter relationship personal training. 
Michelle is also the host of the top podcast, Mother Daughter Connections. You guys can check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while her passion is empowering moms and daughters in their relationships, what she shares today on the podcast, I think it really transcends gender and your relationship with your children is going to be strengthened whether you have daughters or not. So let's check in with Michelle. Enjoy this episode, friends. We have Dr. Michelle Deering with us today. Welcome, Dr. Deering. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. I, I love the fact that we spell our names the same way. Yes. I love it. Yes. Um, so she is doing so much great work around the mother-daughter relationship and really coaching moms through that journey. Um, so tell us a little bit about how that came to be your work. Yeah, uh, this has been a journey, really. Um, I was raised by a single mom uh, of Jamaican uh, Jamaican descent uh, in the South Bronx. And uh, our relationship growing up was one where it was just understood, understood. Yeah, that, you know, she would work hard and I would go to school and work hard. And in the process, anyone who's familiar with Jamaican households, it was just everything's very prim and proper, you know, King's English, the whole bit. And that kind of caused a lot of, at least for me, it just never made me feel comfortable because she was just very critical. And so our relationship was not close when we were growing up and I couldn't wait to go off to college. So (laughs) um, fast forward, uh, you know, got married um, and we're having, we find out that we're pregnant with twin daughters. And I just started thinking about how, you know, any mom wants to just do things, you know, either differently or better if they didn't have a great relationship with their mom. And so I wanted to do that. And I did all the great stuff because, you know, I was in my doctoral program, getting my psychology doctorate and you know, I knew about child development and all this stuff. So I was doing all this stuff. And then <laughs> life just started happening. And somewhere around just before they were about to go to middle school, one of my daughters, um, you know, I was, as I said, I didn't realize I had just unintentionally fallen into patterns that had been done to me. And one day, you know, there's this big wake up moment for me. I call it the big pause in my life where she just expressed some things to me that caused me to pause. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, I need to get my bleep together <laughs> and go put myself in some therapy and, you know, figure some stuff out. And that just started me on this process Uh, that just transformed not just me, but my relationship with that particular twin daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it helped her sister too. But, you know, we went through the tween and teen years without all what moms call or dread to be the, you know, terrible teen. Yeah, we didn't didn't have any of that stuff because of the stuff that I had implemented. And so I eventually ended up, um, we moved to North Carolina from New Jersey and we ended up, uh, I had a fluke accident, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life while I was convalescing after surgery. And my heart was really just to help moms. Mm. And that's what sparked the whole What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters book, because I was around a lot of younger moms who I would notice would do these things unintentionally and they wouldn't see the effect it was having on their daughters, even while they were asking me for advice. (laughs) You know, I'm sort of like, you don't see it, do you? So I just wanted to help more moms by writing the book and, and, and taking moms through a coffee chat like experience of 
This is the stuff that you need to be aware of. So, and here are some tools that you can have to, to actually have meaningful conversations with your daughter in a way that's, that's connecting as opposed to divisive. Mm, beautiful. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do as a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer. Even though I'm a licensed psychologist in two states, I do sports psychology work with student athletes and whatnot. My heart is about moms and daughters. Wow. Now, when you say like the moms would come to you and mm-hmm. they just didn't see it, like these blind spots, mm-hmm. I would love for you to share maybe like what are some of these blind spots that you just see over and over, whether it's with your clients or the mm-hmm. people kind of are working with um what are some of those blind spots that moms are just not seeing that you see so clearly because of the work that you're doing yeah i think a big blind spot is when moms don't realize that they are don't realize the real motivation behind why they're either wanting their daughter to do something or not mm. do something mm. I, you know, and one one of my pet peeves is it's a pet peeve because I think it's societally Im- imposed. But one of my pet peeves is this notion that goes around in motherhoodum that mm-hmm. our children are a reflection of us. I believe, and I've seen time and time again, our children are a reflection to us, mm-hmm. so that we can actually pause to consider the body of the behavior that we're doing because what they're doing in front of us is come it doesn't come out of it nowhere yeah. <laughs> it comes from somewhere but a lot of the times moms will make the uh, assumption or make the the leap that oh they're doing this on purpose kind yeah. of thing to and 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 it's and it's and I'm taking it personally no <laughs> they're doing something because something's amiss in in either in the sphere of their life, but you're their mom. You're the first person that brought them into the world, yeah. <laughs> and from which they've and from whom they've learned all the social stuff that goes on in life. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I actually, as you're sharing that, I'm like having this revelation of this moment, this pause moment I had this week. Oh, yeah. Because totally. I like, it's the end of, I think the first quarter at my daughter's school. She's five, mind you, in kindergarten. Oh, I actually had to submit um, reading logs. There's like this reading competition for mm-hmm. the quarter. So mm-hmm. I'm like filling it out and adding up all the pages she's read. And I think it's like 750 pages or more, like win an award or something. Mm-hmm. And she had like 1100 pages. And I was like, so happy about it. <laughs> proud about it and I was like I had to stop and pause and be like what is going on here like this is not healthy this is why does this mean so much to you yes yes why is that yeah I'm like oh what am I channeling through here that like I need to work on it myself you know okay. some, some competitive spirit some um worthiness issues like mm-hmm. um, whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. and you know and, and it's and it's it's I'm glad that you mentioned that because it, it, as opposed to notice it, get critical of it and push it, push it away. What you've done is I wonder, you're curious about it and use that information to inform what's going on as opposed to saying, Oh, I just did something bad. I did something wrong. I messed her up. She's going to be in therapy for how many years? Kind of thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Instead of doing that, it's more like, okay, what is going on here? Yeah. I love that. I feel like one of my mantras that I'm kind of like, veering into on this motherhood podcasting journey is exactly that. I keep saying it, curiosity over judgment. 
every yes. time because that leads to beautiful growth and discovery. And yes. I think we're wired. You you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. We're just wired to immediately judge the thought, the reaction, the whatever it is, instead of getting curious about yes. it ourselves yes. and like our partners, our spouses, our kids, all of it, right? <laughs> Everybody, Everybody in our, in our yeah. <laughs> Um. So I want to hear more. I know you have two. You have twin daughters. Yes, twin daughters. But beyond yes. that, tell me more about why specifically the mother-daughter relationship. Like, what were you seeing or noticing that you're like, this is going to be where I'm going to go, like, do my work, the statistics, whatever it is that you were noticing. Yeah, they, they, well, phew, geez, the statistics. I, I'm a numbers person. I'm a okay. former math teacher. So <laughs> for me, you know, when we look at the statistics and, okay, you, you can look at the fact that women outnumber guys just in the population, um, we obtain our a bachelor's degree three, three times, at a three times faster rate than guys do. Okay. Um, our, our, our in earning income has, has increased, you know, 80, 80 cents on the dollar now where it used to be like 60. So that's all improvement. So I see the statistics showing, oh, women are progressing, okay. but then they're delaying um, having kids mm. for different reasons. I won't go into all of that. Mm. Um, and then when they have their daughters, daughters, young girls are four times as likely to have mental health issues than wow. boys. Wow. And when you look at women in the C-suite, yep. a lot of them have had experiences where they've been involved in sports, right? Okay. Yeah. But the statistics in the sports realm is that, um, girl young girls before the age of 16 are four times as likely sorry six times as likely to drop out of sports than than guys mm. and i'm sort of like well, with all title nine and, and everything yeah. what is this this just seems to be a mismatch you know it's like we have oh, all the, the moms are, are progressing but our daughters are suffering <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and so that got me thinking um about okay what's up with that yeah when i look at just child development, um, when you your daughters are birthed out of a mom, they're, you're their first experience of the other, the outside world, mm -hmm. and how you navigate and respond to or don't respond to your daughter in those early years sets a blueprint and a script for mm -hmm. how she's going to look at those outside of herself. Mm -hmm. And I just see that as being quite and the arc of that development between a mom and a daughter in particular is different than with a mom and a son okay. because you're her first experience of femaleness. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, when, and, and, and that's why I think the, the time and time again, I hear moms who are just like, I just don't, I just don't understand why she's doing X. And a lot of my clients they end up reaching a point where it's sort of like, hmm, this is going on with her at this age. What was going on with me at, at that age, at that point in time? And it just ends up becoming this, this fodder for, oh, okay, now I can understand better what's going on. And again, each mom's journey is different with her daughter. But generally speaking, a lot of the, the, the tumult that can happen uh, is because moms haven't paused mm -hmm. to consider their behavior, 
and what that's all about. And so they end up just replaying stuff unintentionally. I don't think any well-intentioned mom goes into motherhood saying, I just want to make my child's life uh, <laughs> miserable. <laughs> miserable. <laughs> we're, yeah. just, we're, just, we're just trying to keep things afloat yeah. and, you know, keep things going and, 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 and attend to everybody. Um, the, the important thing is we got to pause to consider ourselves first. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. I think what, what, what I'm kind of thinking of when you're saying that too, is sometimes I ask my clients, like, what are you making this mean? Cause sometimes mm-hmm. we see their behavior and like, we have all of these stories in mm-hmm. our head, right. About what we're making it mean. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like just pausing to consider what are all the other things that could actually be going on beneath mm-hmm. this behavior? Right. Um, it's really beautiful awareness. Let's talk a little bit about the working moms. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing? Um, and then what's your coaching and advice and, and takeaway for these women? I think working moms are stretched to the extreme. And, and you know, everyone has been it's it's out there it's not news you know how much we've been stretched especially in this covid post-covid or whatever error um i think that uh the way the thing that mom that working moms really need to attend to and it's going to sound cliche but it really is true they need to attend to themselves Hmm. first uh i think but in not in the way that you're probably thinking a lot of times folks are like self-care Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing away with the notion that be, that being selfish mm-hmm. as a mom is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think that we, if a, a working mom in particular, and when I say working mom, I don't mean moms who are outside the workplace. Well, I'm talking even about moms who have decided to stay home. Yes, we're all working. (laughs) It is work and it's valuable and worth a lot of money. But that whole notion of selflessness, if you have so much selflessness, then there won't be any self for you to impart and be an example to with your daughter. So I think that's where a lot of moms, as they're working, kind of miss it. I missed it. And because that's what was happening around the time before our daughters were, you know, in middle school, my career trajectory and in the, in the psychology was just like going up. I was doing a lot of athletic work at the, you know, things of that nature. And, and I come home and I'm sort of like, come on, folks, let's skip the program, get that homework done. Why don't you? And then, and then my math teacher self would come out and it's sort of like, you got to work the problem, work the problem, keep working the problem, just work the problem, you know? That can be a lot for a young lady in train. I call them our queens in training because they're still figuring stuff out for the first time. Yeah. You're talking about your journey through the teen years with your girls Mm -hmm. and saying that you didn't experience that tumultuous, terrible teens that a lot of us maybe anticipate with younger girls or hear about or remember of our own childhood teen years. I would love to hear maybe some of your, like looking back your reflection on why that's so like, is it the way that you spoke to them so that they would listen? Is it some, something else? Like what were, what do you think were the keys to that, to having those years be different than how most people experience them? Well, I, well, actually the, the, the program uh, that I, it's a framework it's called the life mirror remedy process that I developed after 20 plus years of life mirror remedy remedy. Yes. It's a process that I take my, whether it's my one-on-one clients through uh, where 
um, I'm asking moms to go step by step through a series of questions, exploration, um, making connections, uh, so that they come out with a better understanding of where they are, how they got there, and where where they want to go. And I give them the tools and strategies to actually get there. Um, and so that's what I do. You know, if you want to get a taste of it, you can get my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters. But um, that's kind of like the overall in terms of my own personal journey. And that's the reason why, like, I, I don't ask anyone to do anything that one, the research doesn't bear up mm-hmm. and that two, I don't implement myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason why the teen years were not tumultuous can I pause here for a yeah. second? The reason <laughs> that's, uh, I, I mentioned one of my pet peeves. My other pet peeve is this notion out there that the teen years are going to be tumultuous. Yeah. My whole contention is they don't have to be. Because mm-hmm. um, if you if you walk into, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're yeah. going to sit there fearful of this stuff, then your lens is going to see everything as that. And the other pet peeve right underneath that, that I have is when other moms will say, Oh, wait till she is. And that just gets my goat because we are a community of women who need to uplift and, and help each other. Okay. So not to, um, downplay your own personal experience if it hasn't been the way you envision, Mm -hmm. but I'm a holder of hope. Because things can change. If you decide, as you're listening right now to this podcast, um, you know, if you decide right now in this moment you want to do one thing differently, mm. that can go so far, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, in in improving things in your relationship. So I'm a holder of hope, um, but I don't know if I answered your question. No, that's that's great. I love that. And I think it's I think you're calling women forward, right? And higher. And I think that's beautiful because that does get passed down through our parenting. Exactly. Um, if our daughters choose to be moms, you, I'm about it breaking generational cycles here. So yeah. Yeah, let's break it. Where's my Thor hammer? Oh, I love that. It's important work that you're yeah. doing. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit. And then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz 
Now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So something else that I'm thinking about is for the moms that are listening, Mm -hmm. that are like, feel either convicted or just like, wow, like I think it's time for me to turn some things around. I don't know if it's too, I'm too far gone or it's too far deep or too far Mm -hmm. broken. Like Mm -hmm. what might you say to them? And then Mm -hmm. where's like a good, a first step or a good place to start to grow that relationship? You know, um, I, wherever you are as a mom, the first thing, if you don't remember anything from our conversation today, I definitely want you to walk away with the the knowledge that your daughter, you were meant to be your daughter's mom, period. Mm-hmm. Like that was not a mistake. You were not a mistake. That's the first thing. Um, second thing is that there is always hope for a healthy mother-daughter relationship to happen. And the first thing that I would pause, anyone who, hang, uh, that I would say, anyone who hangs around me long enough knows that the first step is to pause okay. to consider mm-hmm. the body of your behavior. That's the first place you can start. Okay. To start that trajectory. And then, you know, you can always, I mean, I know the work that you do. I'm here. Uh, you know, I have... Um, openings for one-on-one consultations with, yeah. with folks. I have online courses um, that, I, you know, I'll give you the links to later yeah. on. Um, and then just being part of a community where I, the people in my email community, those are the ones that I'm actually, I'm writing a lot, just sharing things with them uh, in that mm-hmm. community. So mm-hmm. I like to write. So <laughs> <laughs> Book number two is on its way. Oh, very cool. Yeah. We'll drop the links to all yeah, that in the show yeah. notes for those of you who are interested. Um, and we'll make sure we make it easy for you to find the books and Dr. Deering's courses and her one-on-one um, mm-hmm. offerings and everything. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, as moms, we all want to empower our kids. Mm-hmm. I think especially our daughters. Yes. Tell me a little bit about one, I guess maybe how we can go about doing that. And then mm-hmm. second, like, how do we start to notice like, oh, I do have an empowered daughter like how does that start showing up yeah um <clears throat> the 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 there are five things i think that would be helpful uh, okay. to at least do the first thing is to uh connect with her heart and by by that i mean we've all as women we've have hopefully we have a bestie in our life right and you know when you're having one of those days and you just <laughs> your bestie gets you because they connect with what you're feeling. They're really in tune with that. So similarly with your daughter, you really, if she's got one of her days going, I can tell you the way she will actually listen to you is if you just ask her, so how are you feeling about mm-hmm. X or what is it that you're feeling? That simple question, especially if she's a tween teen, uh, will go far. Uh, second thing is to detect um, what's going on in her behavior. So you as a mom are kind of like a sleuth. Okay. So, you want to, so you want to pause to consider what's going on with her behavior okay. and just make observations to yourself, not to her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. So, um, so you want to detect her behavior. And the, the third thing you want to do is you want to reflect back to her what it is that you're observing. Uh, and and, uh, and that's as simple as I noticed that you and then fill in the blank or, um, you know, uh, I, I, have you uh, have you been doing X 
or uh, did I see that properly? Or, you know, check in with her like that. So you're reflecting back to her what it is that you're noticing in terms of um, her, what she's, uh, I guess, conveying uh, in her speech, her behavior and things of that nature. The fourth thing is you want to respect her no. You want to respect her no. And again, I'm thinking more along the, the actually, even when they're young, because they're, at a certain point in time, a, a young girl in particular, again, if you want to talk about boys, that's another discussion, but a young girl in particular needs to know that her no is going to be respected. So say, for instance, you have a family gathering and Aunt Sally comes over and she just loves to just pull her cheeks and whatnot. And if your daughter doesn't look comfortable with that happening, you as the mom who is empowered as the parent to step in and say, Aunt Sally, you need to kind of just lay off that. She doesn't like it. That then sends a message to your daughter that her physical boundaries need to be respected. There's appropriate touch, appropriate space, Mm -hmm. and you're protecting her in that regard. So you need to respect her. And even as she gets older um, and she says, no, mom, (laughs) yeah, she might say it, you know, like outright, but she might also say it in her behavior, but you need to respect it. Mm. You know, uh, that can that is very hard for a mom to do, by the way, right? yeah. that takes that is, takes practice. And then the last thing is um, you need to erect boundaries. OK. Um, and you might think, having just heard me say that erect boundaries for her, I'm talking about erect boundaries for you. OK, yeah. Tell us because if because if she doesn't see you. With appropriate boundaries, how is she going to learn it? So, um, so, you know, again, the five things are, you want to hear her heart, you want to detect her behavior, you want to reflect back to her, you want to respect her no, and you want to erect boundaries. Mm, I love that. But in terms of, because the other part of your question earlier was, you know, how can you know that your daughter is empowered? I think that if you're doing those five things that I mentioned, um, that it then that will help your daughter um, learn how to express her feelings because you would have been identifying them for her and she will now know them herself. Um, so she's able to express her feelings if she's able to, especially during the tween and teen years. Can you tell my history? Because <laughs> that's very important. Um, if she's able to identify her talents and abilities then she has something to feel good about herself mm. and, and, and young girls, the statistics show, and, and as does the psychological research show that um, somewhere around third grade, fourth grade, especially okay. when you're thinking about STEM education, uh, that's a lot of, that's the place a lot of times where girls, even though they've been excelling beyond boys in those areas, they can tend to drop off if they're not encouraged. Uh, that they do have the ability to do things of that nature. Um, And then if she's able to comfortably tell you no, then you know she's empowered. Uh, And, and, and sometimes that can be hard for moms to hear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I guess that's, that's a beautiful reframe too, is it's the whole thing about um, the story you tell yourself, like when she's saying no, she's not necessarily being disrespectful or obstinate or whatever, like she's, 
expressing her empowerment I love mm-hmm. that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like we we as women it's like we want them to be empowered well then your daughter gets empowered and you're like whoa what's up with that <laughs> no you can't have it both ways <laughs> Ooh, yeah and you're so right i just love it like all of that has way more to do with us right like yep just dealing with our own however that triggers us or whatever that brings up in us right 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 (laughs) (laughs) never ending work but it's a wonderful work and it's it's a wonderful opportunity i mean we as moms i mean you know we think of we think of leadership Uh, that is the most important leadership role you will ever have uh and so you know it behoove you to to attend to it uh, and that's why that's why I love what I do is really just coming alongside moms who are motivated and want to. It's like, hey, you know, I I see X coming down the line. Um, I don't know exactly how I'm going to or they're in the midst of it. And they're like, you know, I've been trying this and uh, it's not working. I need help. I, that's my jam. I, I, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm sure like there's, I can only imagine the amount of work and people you have knocking at the door because it's such a needed, needed help. Um, So the people that are listening that want to know more, read the book, get more, get more Dr. Deering, where can they find and connect with you? Well, uh, the way that they can become part of my email community, uh, I have this free PDF. Uh, well, I have two, actually. Okay. One is called uh, The Quick Guide to Less Arguments. So if you're in the midst of it, I share three very important principles and what to do, what not to do uh, in that PDF. You can get that at bit.ly backslash less arguments. Okay. And then I have another uh, brand new uh, PDF that uh, is it's the five questions to ask when you're actually going to try to find someone to help you with um, that. And so it's bit.ly backslash five questions to ask. Um, <laughs> and so when you when you download that, uh, you'll become part of my uh, email community. So that's one way. The other way, you can always read my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters. It's available in all formats, I'm in, including Audible. Uh, audio audio book and i'm the one who actually does the reading i acted i mean and there's certain parts where i acted out i was having fun with it but um yeah uh so yeah so so that's another way and then also you know i invite folks to follow me on my podcast mother daughter connections you know i have guests like yeah i know i'll have you on at some point (laughs) so you know yeah very cool. Lots of opportunities. And then you also do one-on-one. Yes. Oh, sorry. And I also do one-on-one uh, meetups. That, I mean, the way that they, someone can always just reach out to me, whether it's through the email community. Okay. Um, I don't have like a link for that sign up because I, I went through like this fall, I'm booked because I had application process for that. Uh, and then, so in the spring, I'll have that open up, but you'll know about that through being part of my email community yeah, get on or, the listening, or, or listening to my podcast. So yeah. Right, and say again, right. the name of the podcast, Mother Daughter Connections. Mother Daughter Connections. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. I love mm-hmm. it. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. I know a lot of my listeners have um, daughters and I know that relationship is is uh it's sacred so mm-hmm. i just love the work that you are doing and empowering moms so they can then empower their daughters beautiful beautiful work thank you you're welcome quite welcome thank you i feel that mommy's 
Polygraph. Leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review, and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.